0: This is Living Your Big Bold Life Podcast, and I am your host, Bette Lucas. I am a mom of six crazy kids, I work as a VP in a fast-paced industry, and I've been on a health journey. But what does living your big, bold life even mean? Living boldly is having the courage to finally listen and do what your heart has been trying to tell you all along. Maybe it's to take back your health, write the book, go for the job, run the race. And I'm here to help you listen to that voice and to remind you to be you boldly. The world needs you. Hello, and welcome to Living Your Big Bold Life Podcast. I am your host, Bet Lucas. Happy January, everybody. I know some of you are really excited for a new year, a new month, kind of a fresh start after the holiday season, kind of getting back into some of your routines. Maybe some of you have set some goals or intentions for this month, this year. And then some of you are maybe a little bit like me. I kind of mourn the holidays being over. There are definitely some of us who are ready for January and some of us were like, oh, but December and November were so beautiful and fun and festive. I do kind of mourn going back to the routine because There is a part of me that loves the later nights and the later mornings and the sleepier days and some of the holiday gatherings with girlfriends and family. I love so much of that. And yet, there is a part of me, though, that is really ready for January, I always find I do some sort of a health challenge in January. And some people think, oh, you shouldn't do health challenges. You should just focus on the journey and the long term. Well, if you listen to my podcast, I completely agree with that concept. In fact, that was a huge, huge kind of turning point on my journey was when I stopped thinking about my health as a one-week, two-week thing and just started saying every single day how can I make my health a priority? Now, it doesn't mean that your health has to be the top priority over your faith, your family, your friends, but it better dang well be pretty high up there because without your health being a priority, right, you don't have your health and therefore your faith, your family, and your friends, well, those relationships can suffer, I am still all about little challenges, though, and little kind of kickstarts on your health journey, especially if there are things that help you in the long run and teach you something about yourself. I'm also a big believer in kind of that fasting, feasting mentality or that indulging mentality and then also kind of this refresh and restart. And I do think that I had a beautiful holiday season in many ways. I was able to see those that I loved and celebrate with them and have some more kind of cherished moments. But at the same time, by now, my body is like, hey, you're a little fluffy. And some people take offense when you talk like that. I'm sorry, I am. Maybe you want to use inflamed. Maybe you want to use that you've gained a few pounds. I'm using the word fluffy because that's how I feel. I don't know how else to describe it. So I want to share with you a few things that I'm doing this month to kind of reset, restart, and kind of get back into some of my routines. It doesn't mean that I didn't appreciate that beautiful time of the holidays, but it is kind of time for me to say, hey. It's not all about celebrating 365 days a year. It's not all about the holidays 365 days a year, even though I wish it was. I don't know how many of you know this, but I am Catholic, and we believe Christmas starts on December 25th, but goes until January 5th, and that's Epiphany, when the wise men come bearing gifts to bring to the new baby Jesus. Well... I'm in line with it still being the Christmas season, but where I do think that I need to rein in, that it doesn't mean I need to celebrate like it's the Christmas season when it comes to food and drink and not moving my body as much. Am I right? <laughs> Maybe that's the gift I could give to baby Jesus. Dear baby Jesus, here is my gift of reprioritizing my health a little bit more because. Thank you for this time with family and friends. But you know what? It's time for my health to move up the list a little bit. And I feel like that's what we're all saying right now. I really appreciate those of you that have set a few goals for this month and intentions for this month. Now, I will tell you that if you're planning on doing some form of a pill or powder or juice cleanse, you know, I really hope that's not your choice. I'm not trying to be negative Nelly, but you guys, those don't work. They may work for a couple days, but they do not provide fat burning. They do not provide muscle gain. They do not provide anything that is on lab work that shows improved results. They likely don't help you get off medication long-term. They're really a short-term quick fix. So – Again, I hope you're choosing some intentions for this month. I hope you're you're challenging yourself maybe in a few areas, but just be really cautious on anyone promising you a quick fix. Anyone promising you that this thing that you buy can solve all your health issues because some of the best tools I have found on my health journey didn't cost me anything. They didn't. And I'm probably going to be a little bit of a negative Nelly when someone is telling you that health tools cost you all this money or that there is a quick fix out there because I hate to tell you there really isn't. Before I get started sharing with you the things that I have chosen for the month of January, I do want to give you one other piece of advice. If you have not been prioritizing your health at all for years, just be cautious of biting off everything all at once, right? If this is a brand new year for you, be really cautious on changing your diet dramatically, fasting dramatically, exercising dramatically. Going all in in every area can be really hard. It can really often mean that you are are going to stop or quit. And I'm not saying maybe you're the type that can go all in full steam ahead, but I find it helps me to take more baby steps or pick just one or two things. And sometimes it's picking one thing, especially if it's something a little bit more new to you, like fasting or an exercise routine or changing what you are eating. I'm also going to give you one other piece of advice. Exercise and movement is so critical on your journey. But the first thing you should be looking at is what you are eating what you are drinking, and your fasting regimen. Now, you don't have to be someone who intermittent fast, so put that aside if you're not a faster. But you should be looking at what you are eating and what you are drinking, and those should be a much higher priority than how you are moving. And I hope that makes sense. But as we say over and over, and any health expert will tell you, It is what you were eating and not eating, what you were drinking and not drinking that determines the majority of your results. So if your first priority has just been to move more, that is great. I love it because that's obviously going to make you feel better. You're going to have more energy. You're going to sleep better. And maybe it inspires you to eat better. But just remember, at the end of the day, it's what you were eating, when you were eating, and How often you are eating that is determining your results versus that gym membership and spending hours and hours there. Okay? So here are my challenges for myself this month. I'll tell you a few things that I feel like I've indulged in a little bit more than normal, especially since kind of Thanksgiving time. Number one, I feel like I am back in the habit of eating later in the day. And I know for some of you, that works really well. You, If you're an intermittent faster, maybe you wait to open your window and then you eat later in the day. And that works for you. I have found that eating too late in the day and eating a larger dinner doesn't complement my health goals. Now, I can do it and it still isn't the worst thing in the world, especially if I've intermittent fasted that day. But I do find that my results are better by moving up my eating window. So I have made a commitment to myself for the month of January to kind of go back to an earlier eating window. That does mean that I won't often be eating with my family at dinner time, And I've talked about that a lot on this podcast, tips and tricks that you can use during that time. I usually always have some sort of a beverage like hot water tea or decaf coffee with me and then I make it a priority to really extra engage with my children and family and serve them during this time. It has worked really well for me and remember if any of your kids ask why you are not eating you can remind them that you had a bigger meal earlier in the day and that right now you're not hungry. In addition to that remind them that your body is done growing Their body needs to continue to grow, and therefore, it needs more consistent, regular nourishment, whereas as an adult, we don't need as much. And you know what? I keep it that simple, and that's worked well even for my most inquisitive children. So I'm going to end my eating a little bit earlier in the day. Number two, oh my, this is a big one. So I drink black coffee when I am fasting. I believe that is what you are supposed to do when you are clean fasting. However, in my eating window, I was regularly, regularly going through the drive through coffee places. And I had kind of brought that back as a habit. I was also often going there after eating lunch. And even though that's okay, I didn't really need to do that. Now, I have improved over the years. I used to order a venti or a grande. I now order a tall or a short. Now, for those of you that go to a coffee place that doesn't reference those sizes, that means I used to order a 20 ounce or a 16 ounce coffee or drink. Now, I order a 12 or an 8. Most people don't even know an 8 ounce coffee exists. You can get almost any drink in an eight ounce form. At some places they call it a short, but you can also just say, do you have an eight ounce option or can I get an eight ounce option in a 12 ounce cup? But that being said, you guys, I had really increased my regularity going to drive through coffees. And I don't know if it was the holidays. I don't know if it was the colder weather. I don't know if like it was the comfort of it, uh, especially after what was a pretty challenging november for me personally and i will still be addressing that at some point on the podcast but i had a miscarriage and my dad passed away and it, and i don't know if that was a form of that but bottom line you guys i was going there too often and too much it is such a treat for me and i don't even get you know i'm not even getting a frappuccino or something overly sweet i just love like hot coffee with high fat milk of some sort. Like, I love that. I know that I need to rein it in. And like my husband says, he's like, your car, anytime you run an errand has a magnetic, there's a magnetic force field pulling you (laughs) to that coffee stand. And I'm like, I know. It's like, I can't go run an errand without going to the dang coffee place. But I said for January, I'm going to give up any coffee drink at the drive-through coffee places except an americano. And you know what? I bet I go not even half as much or a third of as much. I promise you. And I think I really need to kind of break that habit because it had got out of control. So that's another one you could where you could join me because you know those coffee drinks really do add up in Calories and fat, even though I don't really count calories and even though I don't really measure fat, and I think fat can be very good for you, there's always a threshold of when you do it too much, right? There is too much of a good thing, okay? And I had done too much of a good thing and I need to rate it in for January. Okay, so, so far, in summary, I'm going to close my eating window a little bit earlier in the day. I'm going to remove the amount of drive through coffee drinks outside of an Americano. Everything else is going to go for the month of January. Okay, my next one. Alcohol. Okay, you guys. I don't know if you know this, but Spencer gave up alcohol last December. So he has been dry for over a year now. Now, I would have thought that would have made me drink less wine over the holidays. But I swear he was being such a sweet husband that he would like pour me an extra glass or pour me another one. And then I made an extra effort this holiday season to make time for girlfriends. And we did a few dinner dates and nights out. I feel like I drank an extra glass of wine those nights or an extra beer those nights that I normally wouldn't have. And it felt very festive. And again, I'm not trying to tell you that you can't see your girlfriends and go out with friends without drinking. And I'm not trying to contribute to that mindset. At the same time, that is what we did. And I'm being honest with you on that we went out to dinner and we ate yummy food and we had an espresso martini or we had some wine. Therefore, I'm really noticing that the month of January... There is a lot less celebrating, and that's a good thing in my mind. It also means it's a great, great time to reduce alcohol and to kind of rein that in if during the holidays alcohol was more present at events and functions that you were at and you decided to partake. I think that is okay. Whatever your lifestyle choices are, I respect those and I honor that. But I do think that January can be a great month to either pick to do a sober January or a dry January, which that means no alcohol this month, or it can be a great month to just choose to drink once a week. So a few years ago, I think it was, I remember doing pretty much a sober January outside of three days because we were going on a trip with some family members and I knew we would we would drink. I knew. So I could I have chosen to not? Yes. But that was my choice to participate. So therefore, if you want to do some version of that, go for it. But I guarantee you, if you weigh yourself and measure yourself today, and you had started to regularly drink over the holidays or regularly snack over the holidays or eat later and later over the holidays, I'm sure you are going to notice that you lose inches by January 31st and the scale moves. I almost guarantee it. It's really hard not to see that happen if those things were regular events during the holiday season. You know, I referred to that fluffiness And I can guarantee you that I will feel less fluffy come the end of January by committing to reducing alcohol. One member of my group has decided to just limit alcohol for the weekends. That can be a great tool as well. Last but not least, I have committed to moving daily. Quite a few years ago, when I had kind of hit a wall in my health journey, I had realized how little I was actually moving. Now, I was moving a lot like in caring for my kids and working But I really wasn't like taking a regular walk or going on a regular run, lifting weights, doing functional exercises, squats, push-ups, things I could do at home. I really wasn't doing any of those things. So I remember when I started going back to exercising and kind of had this epiphany, I couldn't even do a burpee barely, like one burpee. I could barely do a sit-up, you guys. And I was like an athlete in high school And and I wasn't like the best athlete, but I was pretty decently athletic. And it was pretty sad to me to watch how much I had lost throughout those years, right, of not really doing that. But a few things that I notice is that if I only move twice a week, that really doesn't move the needle much for me on my health journey. To feel my best, I need to move every day. Now, moving every day doesn't mean going to the gym every day. It doesn't mean that I have to do this extensive workout, but it needs to be something that is not just me moving with like doing the laundry or going to work or walking around my office and my house. I get a lot of steps in, you guys. I really do. It actually needs to be like, I am going to go for a walk outside. I am going to do this workout class. I am going to do a quick YouTube video with my kids and maybe it's yoga or it's some functional exercise video. And you know what? It's a great way where I can spend time with my kids, but I'm also consciously moving. And I will say that in most of our lives, we move so much less than people did even 10, 20, 30, or 40 years ago. Many of our jobs are becoming much more technology-based, and we are sitting more. We're not moving as much. We're not walking to go get the groceries. We are living a life of many conveniences. Therefore, if you're like me, my body requires me to to really challenge myself to move more. And some of you, I think, are naturally like this. Like you naturally, like I'm going for a walk every day, or I'm doing this every day. You know what, for myself, you know what, to be completely honest, I'm really good at just hunkering down. Even though I know each and every time how good it feels to move, I really have to force myself to do it. Now, the more I do it, the better I feel, the more I want to do it, but still, it's still a challenge every stinking time. And I think that's one thing you need to remind yourself is that, and I like to tell myself is that even for the healthiest people- Moving can be a challenge and staying consistent, staying regular, right? And I will say that the more I have implemented it in my daily life and that thought process of I'm going to move every day, I've noticed that's really helped my health journey. So I hope that maybe one or all four of these things may be something that you decide to do with me this month. Please remember to take a photo, take some measurements, and weigh yourself. You will be surprised at the difference. You will lose inflammation. You will feel less puffy. And you know what? You're likely to lose some inches. But if you never have a starting point, you won't know that. And if you're too embarrassed to take a picture that you never show it to anyone else besides yourself, you may not even see the difference. You know, pictures really can communicate a lot even when maybe the scale doesn't move or even when you think, oh, I I really didn't change that much. Pictures say a lot. Selfies say a lot. The puffiness in your face. So join me in kind of this January refresh. If you're going to set some challenges for yourself, set ones that are doable. Don't try to tackle everything all at once. And just take some baby steps each and every day. And I want to close with my New Year's wish for each one of you. I hope this year brings you closer to your truth, closer to the path only God called you to, closer to family, closer to friends, closer to forgiveness, closer to love, closer to dreams, and closer to hugs closer to prioritizing your health, closer to life, closer to prayer, closer to bold. Yeah, I really hope this life brings you closer, closer to living your big, bold life. Because as I say time and time again, the world really needs you. Let's do this together. It's time for a refresh. It's time for our January to begin. And you know what? You are probably even closer than you think. Life is short, my friends. We see it each and every day. There is no time to lose. 2023, the year of closer. See you next time, my friends. Thank you for being here. And I'm so glad that by being here today, you and I can be closer. Take care. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to write a review and push that subscribe button. I also hope you will come hang out with me on Instagram, Facebook, and my new website, vetlucas.com. And remember friends, be you boldly. The world needs you.